Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I am a chiro doctor of chiropractor from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and today the room topic that I get to start off with is the core values of the rich and famous. And when I think of core values, I have a like a bittersweet 
um, relationship with core values because we do a core values um, exercise in my company every year. And I feel like we, we do this tournament of, of core values and stuff like that and we have fun with it and we come up with a bunch of words that make us feel really good about who we are and then we put it away until next year. Um, so I know that some companies live their core values. I don't feel like I'm in one of those companies. So I guess that's why, Tamara, I was so angry about the topic was because it's a reminder of how I failed on this. So I started looking into like how other people deal with core values in their companies. And because it's the rich and famous, the most famous and rich person I can think of is, is Elon Musk right now, right? Who's got more press or social media cred than Elon, right? And I was interested to find out that Elon doesn't believe in core values all that much. And I thought that was interesting. So I looked, I looked into it and it turns out that he's got six principles that he wants to, that he wants his companies to be, to be led by. Right. And, um, the major, I believe the reason I think he goes with principles instead of values is because the principles are action steps that anyone in the, any one of the, any one of his companies in any position, uh, can take action as opposed to just leaning on words that are open for interpretation and they can look at these steps and say oh or they can look at these principles and say oh that's my next step right so core values like i said is a nice list of words that means something to you and your team but it doesn't help your team necessarily when you're stuck and i think that that is the hallmark of an, as a must company if you think of um spacex if you think of uh, paypal uh which was the first real disruptor and i don't think a lot of people remember because most people aren't, aren't old enough to remember but uh you know there's there, there paypal was a big disruptor in an, in an industry that had stayed the same for literally decades uh where people were still you know running credit cards on on paper machines with you know with the, the thing that goes across them and stuff like that so it that was a big disruptor back then so uh like I said, every year we get together to get as a team and do the, the do the exercise. And um, the the core values that we come up with, like I said, are really nice words that that tell us who we want to be, but they don't tell us who we are, and we don't tell us, and they don't necessarily tell us what directions we want to. Okay, and I think part of the problem is that the age of some of the people that that work with me, um, they have a have a a very centrist view instead of a team view. I think that they have a very, a very uh, focal view on their own beliefs and their own, their own enormity within your company, right? Like I have a lot of people who work at the front desk that think that they, you know, make, make, make uh, clinical policy sometimes and stuff like that. So, um, must principles they speak to core values, but they instruct everyone in the comp in the company how to solve problems, what the ultimate goal is. If we look at other successful companies, say like Berkshire Hathaway. Everybody knows that's Warren Buffett's company, right? Their core values are growth, authenticity, empowerment, relationships, compassion, and service. And now Berkshire Hathaway has been a very successful company for over a century now, but it doesn't tell me how they're going to achieve all the value that they ascribe to. It tells me what they want to commit to, but not the process, you know? So how many people in this audience, how many people on the stage go through this process uh, where we have consultants um, that we have come, we, some people have consultants come in and run the project for them, but it, you know, the, the, the core values are something that are supposed to permeate your, 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 your business. But I wonder if I contacted your VA 
right now, the one who, who puts your Instagram posts and everything like that, if they would know what your core values are, um, you know, or did you do this exercise because someone told you to, because a consultant told you to, and then, you know, put it in the drawer until, you know, next, next January. Right. Um, the other problem with core values done all the, done all the ways, um, they seem to this in all the ways you seem to do them is the meaning of the words to individuals, um, is very open to interpretation now, right? Uh, we have become a nation divided because we have different definitions of what words are and what words um, that have more, you know, words that have more to do with the party we affiliate ourselves with versus the actual definition, what the actual definition means. So just think about how we use the word science now as people describe themselves. I believe in science and <laughs> all the weight that's just in that statement, not a political comment, just saying, Think about that as opposed to 2019 when people said, I believe in science, how how you were activated or or triggered or not. Right. Just think about, you know, the, that for when when you're using using core values um, and words is because everybody is thinks that their own their own Miriam Webster. So the core principles, OK, um, that Musk uses, it's the underlying value be would be that you uh, assume that you're going to fix the problem, okay? And there's no ambiguity about the meaning or context of the value words mixed into the, the core principle. So again, Elon, Elon Musk leads us out of our own way when we get stuck on words as barriers and make their meaning clear and how they are used to push the company forward. So what are these principles, right? There are, there are plenty of graphics out there. You can see them on the internet, go to Pinterest and look for Tesla's six principles, but I'll give you the six principles, examples of how it worked for, for one of Musk's companies. And then after we can have a discussion about what the principles could mean to you and your business or how you can use them to turn your core, core values into actions that your company lives by instead of just something that, that looks nice in your uh, company binder. So uh, number one principle is move fast. If you're going to compute, compete on a, on a solar system scale, so if you want to colonize Mars, you have to be able to make, and you have a bunch of people competing with you. Okay. Just as rich. I mean, look at Jeff Bezos, his space company is decades behind Musk's and they started at about the same time with about the same amount of money. All right. And maybe more because Bezos was well ahead of, of, of Musk at the time that he started his space company. But at SpaceX, it, they took a model from Silicon Valley and put it in this, you know, as far as software development goes and created that culture in a, an aerospace thing where, you know, if you look at companies like Lockheed Martin and NASA and things like that, they don't have that culture of sleeping under your desk until you get the job done. Um, you know, ne never leaving the office until, until you move past where you're supposed to go. Because the, the theory with that is you're, people are always working on the same problems you are because the same problems come up for everybody at the same time as, as software develops. Right? So, um, they do a lot like the people, so people at SpaceX do a lot like the people at Apple do. In fact, Musk himself has been found sleep, sleeping under desks at times just to, just to make sure he gets things done. No, no more so than like in 2014 and 2015, after he announced in 2013, he was going to put a Starlink satellite system up in six years. Okay. And that's a small satellite that, and, and multiple satellites in low earth orbit, that's going to provide internet service to everybody in the world eventually. And I'm sure that there are other companies doing the exact same thing or licensing space on his, but 
nobody could have done Starlink that fast. Six years is an incredibly quick turnaround time on an, an entire satellite network that continues to grow today. It's not, it's not fully deployed, but it's, it's well on its way, right? So that's number one is move fast. Number two is do the impossible. Look at each problem that you have as something that somebody else calls impossible, but you realize can be done, right? And whether it's Tesla or PayPal, he's done the seemingly impossible. When you think outside the box and encourage your employees to do the same, you end up with products that people want. Now, I talked a little bit about PayPal being disruptor, right? Well, in late 90s, eBay exploded on the scene, right? But the problem was you had to literally mail a check or in some cases a money order to the seller to get your item. And that process became very frustrating for sellers because people's attention spans went, 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 went awry and they never followed up with it. So you had a huge default rate on eBay purchases at the beginning when you were selling stuff from your basement, right? So what did Musk come in and do? Well, the credit card companies wouldn't deal with the little guy, but Musk came in and said, not only will we allow you to do this at a very low cost to you, but we'll pay you $5 for recommending the person become part of, of uh, PayPal. And he, he spent, an entire, he spent an, an, an entire fortune just paying people to sign up for PayPal. And it took about a year, but after that year, he, he, he turned a tremendous profit and people were doing it like crazy because there were people selling $1 pencils so that they would get the $5 uh, PayPal fee. It was, it was, and the person would get $5 off the per. It was, it was a crazy time on, on eBay and it's just something you should probably look into. I won't get too crazy into it. Number three is the reason for the first principles is, is, is to get, the reason to get from the principles is to use them to get unstuck. Mike Musk likes, Mike, Musk likes to create new things through a process of using something called first principles. Those principles are something that Aristotle came up with 2,000 years ago, okay? And they're things that you can look up, and I'm going to just go over them quickly, but I use them a lot myself. It's number one, identify the problem and common assumptions. Number two, break the problem down to fundamental truths, like what is the actual truth about it? Like if somebody says something is impossible, why are they saying it's impossible? So what's the truth that makes that one? With Tesla it was the battery life, right? They, nobody had that kind of battery life before. So what did he do? He started making big batteries for the home to try to get them to go smaller. And that's a whole other part of his business. But he, he worked with companies like Apple. He worked with a lot of people on the way that the batteries worked. And that was the big, that was the, the, the charging time and the length, of the, the length of the charge were the biggest things that made it impossible when he started with electric cars. Number four, constantly innovate. Use the principles, using, you know, using those principles. Um, my company started uh, a nurturing campaign for new patients where they get video text, often with their own results, custom made into it. We have a system now where we can easily create a HIPAA compliant video that actually goes over their x-rays with them so that they can show their spouse at home and that spouse doesn't have to come in to come in with them to see to see what's going on and things like that and follow-up exams and then just where they are in their care and stuff like that so using the same principles we created something that nobody else had created which was a video a hipaa compliant which means that 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 it, that it doesn't violate any insurance laws and it is something that people can share on social media too if they choose to and i don't have to worry about 
that HIPAA, if they, if, if that, that HIPAA hit, if they decide to share it themselves. So it's pretty interesting and it does help tell your story to the world. So those types of innovations by using those first principles will, will, will definitely allow you to. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Get an edge on your competition because most people are reacting as opposed to, you know, looking at the problem a different way, right? Good morning, Scott. How are you? Somebody bring Scott up. So number five is think like an owner. Take ownership of problems and be responsible and accountable for the job you're doing. Even if you don't own the business, acting like an owner will affect your health. It'll make you a better employee, but it'll also make you feel better as a person because when you feel like you're empowered to be an owner, okay, even if you don't have all the ownership responsibilities, your work becomes more meaningful. Your success is that you start to look at your success as the success of the entire organization and therefore the support people that you become friends with in your company, especially if like you're in a car dealership, all those people will benefit by you taking your job that seriously, right? So, so number five was think like an owner. And number six, we are all in. And this just says that we, should, we all should work, do our utmost to get the outcomes and reach the goals and objectives our company strive for. I hate to give this guy credit for anything, but Nate Forrest, this is something he does well. He fully commits to the process and constantly pulling others in to be all in. If, if he's here, I don't, I don't care. He can, you know, he knows how I feel. So um, to pro, the pro, but, but he's constantly telling people and selling people on the idea of being all in. He does know what this means, especially in relationships and stuff like that. And I'm, if he's not here, please don't tell him I said anything nice about him because I don't want him to, to get the, any bad ideas. But the simple fact is, if you are all in, then and you are taking your own owning the company, opening your job like you own the company, then your company will be more successful and you will make more money, right? So, the core values of the rich and famous is the room title. But I think we have these titles to start a conversation not necessarily agree with them or disagree with them, but to look at the, look at what we can do with it. Because I think that, I think that core values are part of almost every consulting firm's program that I've seen and coming up with that process and working with your team, even if your team is just you. Okay. But I see, like I said, a lot of it just getting stuck in a drawer, stuck, stuck in a binder and never used. Okay. And, uh, these conversations are, are helpful, I think, right? I think they're helpful. And that's why I'm looking at the shares in the room right now, and I'm wondering if we can get it above 31. We have, you know, almost 120 people in here now. We've had almost 200 come through. If you could just share the room out, I'd love to get, you know, people in here for Tamara. I don't want to be the one that, that makes her room tank. So if you can uh, get people in to get excited about Tamara's segment, I would appreciate it, right? Um, and speaking, um, speaking of sharing, you know, how many speakers and mods are here to contribute today? Just out of curiosity, if you flash your mics, anybody on the stage with us? Okay, great. 
So if you have something to add, I'm going to give you a, a second to a second to, to get get your thoughts together to do it. So the action that we want you to take is one that will save you hassle. The actions of actions here at Breakfast with Champs that we want you to take are things that will save you the hassle of learning something we had to learn the hard way. Okay. Um, in the conversation, you can take away from what you want. I know Scott used to tell people to take notes. Um, he would take notes when he wasn't talking on his on his iPad while he was doing his Peloton. He's a, he's a multitasker, right? But I'm quite sure that most of the rich and famous have some kind of core values, right? And I'm sure we'll hear more about, about those all day as other people pick. I picked must, okay? Um, because I think that he has a better idea about core values and that we embed them in principles that allow our people and allow ourselves, you know, direction in times of stress, in times where we don't know what to do, right? Ultimately, we are not the sum of our values, though. We are the sum of our actions. And using those principles of operation to guide the values will ultimately be the way to take your life and your company to the next level, as it has in the life of one Elon Musk. So that's really all I have uh, today. Uh, I'd like to, I'd love to hear, you know, your, you know, what you guys thought, thought of Elon's principles versus core values and maybe a rebuttal again, why we need to use the core values. Um, so who's ever first, just go ahead and on mic and say your name and tell me what you want to say. Crickets. I'm always in the matrix, Dr. Sean. Go ahead, Marvin. I know I got the red bar. I, I had I got the red bar at the exact same time, so I'm not sure. Go ahead, Mark. No, I was I was going to uh, uh, just jump in. I thought you know if no one else is going to jump in, I, I'm going to jump in because uh, that that that's how much I love Dr. Sean uh, and 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 his shares. Uh, but I think um, when we think about this title and and the reason why um, people may struggle with the title of the room or struggle with the concept of the core values of, of the rich and famous is that um, there's a there's a separation when we think of those individuals, when we think of the, the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Elon Musks and, and all of those people. Um, and, you know, even when we think about some of the things, uh, some of the values, some of the tips and tricks that they use or they have used to actually get to where they are, the reality of the situation is, is that, um, uh, I think we've lost Dr. Sean. Oh, there you are. Um, the reality of the situation is, is, is as individuals, we're, we're all um, at a certain, we're all at different points in our life. We've all got different things going on. So there's almost not one kind of boilerplate set of values or boilerplate set of actions that can use to yeah. actually achieve uh, what, success. It's Dominique. <laughs> oh, hot mic. Um, and I think it's important for all of us to, to, I suppose, recognize where we are and, and understand which of those values actually work for us and which of those steps are actually relevant to our lives and, and where we are right now. Um, and I, I just wanted to share that because I think it's important to to take into consideration that um, it's not a one size fits all. It's about applying the values that, um, that are going to work for you and applying the steps that are going to work for you in order to get to that, um, that Elon level and that Richard Branson level. <laughs> so I'll pass the mic back to you, Dr. Sean. 
Okay, well, here's one time where I'm going to disagree with Marvin. It doesn't happen very often because he says it's the, it, he, the problem with the, the core value exercises in team is that we give our team the same list of words. There is no innovation in the words that we use. Do you know what I'm saying? So like almost every team has the same list of words to choose from. So it's really the process that we're using. I, I, have, I have the most objection with because I don't think when we do those exercises and we use those sheets, in fact, this year I didn't give the sheets out. I made them think about what the words were, okay? But I think when we use those sheets, we lose a little bit of that ownership of those values as we create them with the team. That would just be the only thing I would say as far as that it's not, it's not, it's not becoming an individualistic exercise anymore because of the way that we've rolled it out and the, and the process that we've rolled it out by. So I appreciate your share though, Marvin, and I'm sorry I disagree with you. I'm sure I'll hear about it later. Oh, he, he took a phone call. Okay, so Mary, Marilyn, go ahead. You said you had something? Oh, I was just saying good morning because it was crickets and um, I have to say, I really like the Elon Musk thing. You know, when you see the title cores of rich and famous, I'm like, well, yes, we all do want wealth and yes, we all, do want to be well known for what we do, but I do I really care about the rich and famous? And as you were breaking it down, I'm like, okay, well, Warren Buffett, that's I like that Elon Musk, but um, I really like the PayPal story too. So just was saying good morning, and I found it really interesting. And I'm probably going to go look up that story now about PayPal. So have a great day. Thank you, Marilyn. I appreciate you jumping in there. Go ahead, Renee. Good morning, everyone, and I hope everybody's having a great day. And yeah, the topic really was, um, you know, core values of the rich and famous. And I'll say, you know, when you think, think about Elon Musk alongside with even Sir Richard Branson, I mean, focusing just on what you talked about today, Dr. Um, Shapiro, I just want to first say I love your humor, that part you know, really made us kind of like get into the story even more so. More so. And I've had the opportunity of meeting Nate and um, <laughs> he's a great guy as well. And I don't think his head will get too big or anything like that. But I do appreciate the fact of what he really stands for. And this is something that we can kind of like put into perspectives in regarding to taking risk as well as being an innovator, as well as being creative. And I love the fact that he make things big. You know, when we think about the rich and famous, it's, it's just the fact that they've taken the risk to a whole nother level and um, being comfortable without following what everyone else is doing in order to stand out. And um, I like the fact that, you know, we just came from the conference with alongside with uh, Mr. Todd Alt, as well as Chris, I'm sorry, as um, C-Rock, and it was all about the risk on. And when you think about how these guys really put things into perspective, sometimes we've just been playing it too safe. It's okay to get outside of that comfort zone and think outside of the box, blending out, standing out. And um, that's kind of like one of the things I wanted to add. And yes, I have had the opportunity of meeting Sir Richard Branson and also been in the space with Elon Musk for the um, Formula E race right there in London. So it really gave me another perspective too. Sometimes it's important to place yourself in elements and in an environment where it's okay to think bigger and just be free with your thoughts, you know, total freedom. So that's just what I wanted to add this morning. Thank you, Dr. Shapiro, for everything that you do every week. I am satisfied. Thank you, Renee. I'm glad you're satisfied. And, you know, that risk-taking thing that you talk about, um, the thing about Musk is he never expected, let's take, let's take a look at SpaceX. He never 
expected SpaceX to last. He expected it to fail. Uh, he expected the first, the first few in the, he expected the first 20 launches to fail. He expected all these things to fail. And his, and he factored that into, into his risk analysis of what was going on. So I think that he was, he's willing to go broke in order to go big. I think it's either go big or go home, you know, in the NBA playoffs, which we're going on right now, go Celtics. Um, but it's, but, but it's also go big, you know, go big or go broke either one to try something new. I think that's, I think that's his hallmark as well. So we have a couple minutes left. I have time for probably one or two more sh quick shares. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, just wanted to give you flowers, uh, Dr. Sean. Really love your segment. Sorry I was uh, late to the party. I think this is um, a really important topic because, you know, it is um, not an easy one to talk about. So I'm really looking forward to the rest of the conversation today. And thank you so much for kicking us off. You know, I say it's, you know, not easy to talk about is, uh, you know, because, you know, sometimes when we look at a title like this, um, we kind of, uh, what this reminds us of is that, you know, those principles and those standards of behavior that um, you know that we value they don't necessarily translate into monetary value right you know uh, of, of someone's uh, kind of uh, you know everything that they own so you know but the great thing is that um, you know, I think, um, uh, you know, although there are, you know, when we look at the rich and famous, you know, uh, especially hyper successful people like the ones named uh, in your segment, um, you know, although they, they, you know, they ended up making it, but however, you know, the core values that they hold on to, they are not to kind of uh, exclusive to, you know, the hyper successful people, you know, these uh, really, uh, you know, amazing principles, um, they do um, exist in ordinary people as well. And I think, you know, but what these, um, you know, successful people, teach us is that um you know uh holding on to these really important principles and values don't necessarily mean that you have to fail in your business and in your life and uh, you, you know uh, it is still worth pursuing um so i think you know they they their examples act um as uh you know as an encouragement for us and um so you know i think um it is good to talk about um you know this topic uh, for today and i'm sure we'll get lots of encouragement uh you know from it um which which will be helpful thank you so much thank you always providing such value and Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.